You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. And it's that time of the week again when we dial in to Mr. James McConey, currently over in France at the Rugby World Cup. So jealous, yes, indeed. He's here with Sky and NZR+. James, welcome to the broadcast. How's tricks, mate? You enjoying yourself? I am enjoying myself, uh, Darcy. I'm really actually enjoying the south of France. I was in Toulouse last night. Uh, the All Blacks had nothing to lose. Well, actually, they probably had a lot to lose, and they've lost Ethan de Groot. But um, now in Bordeaux, uh, after seeing Samoa play Chile. What was that like for you? What's the, what's the atmosphere like? I mean, you're going around the place. How's France been coping with this? Uh, honestly, the, the French um, the neutrals, if, if you like, are just bringing the fire, just the, the atmosphere the singing, the chanting, we need them, you know. And actually, even last night, the Namibian fans were chanting. I just think All Blacks fans have got so far to go in terms of atmosphere singing. I mean, you know what it's like in an All Blacks test in Eden Park. You can almost arrange, you know, sort of like um, you could yell across to your mate to sort out where to meet after a game, you know, just in, in the lull. No, we're going to the Kingslander. Yeah, you know, like that's the kind of thing. Whereas we should be, there should be wall of sound. There should be noise, music, songs. It's one of my one of my things on my to do list, which is, you know, maybe to start with with my teams like Waikato and the Chiefs, and just say let's bring some singing. It's not that hard. You'll love it. Um, we've tried before and failed. Well, this is it. You can lead a horse to water and invariably it drowns. We're just not sing-songy. We just don't do that. So how can you implement this? How can you have your way with the New Zealand rugby public, James? Well, the Mulu Ole Ole chant took off in the 1990s and that was just through, you know, bashing people over the head with the song, repetition. Everyone knew it. They sang it. Um, It was prompted by the DJ. So you need the DJs to come on board you need the union, the radio stations, the local ones, just to say, hey, this is what we're doing. Here's the song list. Get it out there. And then I'm sure it'll take off. You know, it's, it only feels self-conscious if you're the only person singing. You know, it's fine if there's 30,000 of you. The problem with All Blacks test matches, James, is that it's normally uh, smothered in a fog of testosterone-based fear if they're going to win or lose or not. They just don't want to because they're freaking out. Yeah, and I think it's also maybe not the the fans who would go, you know, nuts. They're probably the ones who are singing and chanting and yelling at, are stuck at home and maybe can't afford the, um, you know, the, the full All Blacks experience. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It is. It's tough, you know. Like, I mean, it's it's not the same crowd. But having said that, any crowd needs to – we need to be coaxed into this, Darcy. We can't just sit by and let us sort of, like, wallow with terrible atmosphere because it's pretty evident – the French know exactly what to do, and it's uh, it's almost a Pavlovian response. As soon as someone does one thing, then the, everybody follows. Like there's a, there's a there's a, um, a a folk song down here in the south of France. They started singing it on the tram. Everyone got down and put their hands up, and people sort of stage dived onto their hands and were carried to the back of the tram. This has just happened spontaneously. And they know what to do. And so this is the culture we need to build. Have you been climbing in and actually attempting to speak French to the locals? Because I noticed when I was over there, if you have a crack, they actually start speaking English and they accept that. And if you have, what's the feeling around how well France is going to go and, of course, how well the All Blacks are going to go? Is there some love there? 
Yeah, I've been using um, my um, schoolboy French learned at Hamilton Boys High five years with Mr. Moya, Monsieur Moya, we used to call him. <laughs> what a great teacher, RIP. And um, he served me well. So I've been okay ordering stuff, probably incorrectly, but um, the French fans are, are pretty cock-a-hoop about the Lecoqs. They've got their... Um, a team that they think is uh, that that can win it, and also the depth that they've never had before. You know, guys like Damien Pernot, the love child of John Kerwin and Jeff Wilson out on the wing, he is a guy that they just haven't sort of had. I call him like a cool guy wing. He runs it, or looks like he's running three-quarter pace, but he's absolutely hooning, and he has got all the ability in the world. And the one problem with France, and you saw it in the Football World Cup, and this is what all their teams do and all the French people, People say this is that they um, faff around for an hour and then suddenly spring into action. And I reckon you could say that was evident in the first um, game at Stade de France in this World Cup as well. Three words for you, James McConey, uh, out of Sky Sport and, of course, NZR Plus. Those three words are up the was. <laughs> do you know what? I've heard up the was so many times over here. Tried to do uh, Vox Pops, which is just speaking to people after the All Blacks Namibia game. Everyone, every second or third person was saying up the wires. And, of course, tuned in this morning um, just while in transit from Toulouse to Bordeaux. And it was just, you could see they were on song. But can we spare a thought for Tohu Harris, who I just think is kind of one of those unsung heroes of not just um, New Zealand Rugby League, but the NRL. He uh, was at 219 metres, 63-odd metres uh, post-contact, 39 tackles. This guy, um, when you see him, he's just a mild-mannered bloke from Hawke's Bay and um, goes about his business. He was elite for um, the Melbourne Storm. He was replaced, remember, at the last minute by Sonny Bill Williams Mm -hmm. and it was quite a controversial decision in the World Cup a few years ago. But you don't hear any complaints from Torhu Harris. He is an amazing human being and, and rugby league player. And um, that was just uh, uh, his opus, a masterclass. Can he do it again? Well, the thing is, there's a reason he's captain, right? <laughs> followed by actions. And he's yeah. not one of those Chichillian banging fists on the table and go, follow me into the uh, out of the trenches. He's just like, w- watch what I do. And here we are. Well, that's, that's what I, I love about Torhu. Also, the finesse that he provides is a big guy. I've always liked that when in our best Warriors teams. There's always been a guy who, you know, Sam Rapieta was like that as well. You know, um, Ben Matulino, there were guys who could actually um, handle the ball and um, a, a, as well as do the tough stuff. So um, Torhu Harris, I saw... Um, just a couple of moments where he just made life so much easier for Sean Johnson. And I know the Broncos are tough, and we probably do need to look ahead at how tough that that, um, that contest will be. But I think the one area where we've got them is forward rotation. I think there are no weak links. I think there's no time in the in the game where Broncos can say, oh, okay, it's fine, because, you know, uh, uh, Adam Fenua Blake's off and Torhu's off, because I think the replacements, the backup, uh, has been outstanding. I tell you what, James McConey, if it wasn't for what the Warriors achieved uh, last night at Mount Smart, leading all of the bulletins, I'm slightly biased, would be Liam Lawson, top 10 Formula One, his third time out. Extraordinary. Every team in the paddock now are chasing him with a pen and a bit of paper going, yeah, no, no, we're keen, we're keen. 
I know it's a bit of a shame that Bradley Cooper has already taken, you know, the role with Lady Gaga, but, you know, A Star is Born, really. Liam Lawson, he's, um, tell me something, boy. You know, like, it's you just want to see how far he can go in this game. And just on um, Formula One in New Zealand, I actually think there's a gap in the Halbergs, and it's one year where I think Bruce McLaren won the Monaco Grand Prix, and I'm always um, of the opinion that there should be a posthumous um, Halberg given to Bruce McLaren for that year. It was I don't know what happened that year. Something <laughs> they missed, the, they skipped a year. But um, we we just have to accept that this is massive on the global scale. And I mean, you 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 know the the sport better than most, Darcy. What what did you make of his drive? I think that what we've got with Liam Lawson is incremental and that's what I'm really enjoying. He is learning on the job and every time he climbs into that car, he applies something new. What he's picked up last time he was in the car, he doesn't seem to be uh, overawed by the occasion. He's just going through it kilometre by kilometre and it's astonishing what he's achieving. But yeah, not a man to blow his own trumpet and you listen to the post-match, he's basically saying, look, I've got got more to do. There is plenty we could make up and he's just going to get out what do they say head down ass up it's fantastic well that's the thing i mean we we provide we've produced so many great drivers and you saw you know the giz first up uh win his first nascar race um scott mclaughlin just like a duck to water and of course scotty dixon rewa hard um keeps producing um at that level and i think you know it's it is really one of our strong suits as a country i know we're we're good at um you know rowing and and sailing and and kayaking but this is this is a, a massive international sports lots of eyeballs they're putting new zealand on the map and um you know there, there'll be more to come because i drive down the northwestern motorway um most um most days and uh tell you what there's some really really fast drivers out west there are and i've got to mention as well and people keep missing brendan hartley has had a phenomenal career at the endurance championship too multiple winner of that championship multiple winner of le mans so let's not let him go and of course hayden Patton's still ripping it in the rally and on that I'll leave you to get on with your evening. James McConey, thanks so much for your time, your contribution to the program always. I'll catch you next time I steal Jason Pine's seat. Yes, sounds good. And actually, next time I need to mention Rachel Archer and others. Uh, that's my cousin who's an enduro uh, motocross rider because we're good on two wheels as well, Dust. Courtney Duncan, four times world champion. Like Courtney, we could go on all day. <laughs> yes. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.